0: Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, June 21, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a list of stuff on the docket. You're going to want to pay attention to the numbers in tonight's video. The first thing we'll do is take an assessment of the daily chart. Where are we? What did they do today on the good side? What did they do today on the negative slash bad side? And good and bad depends on whether you're bullish or bearish. I'm the umpire calling balls and strikes. And by the way, here's a quick intermission. Money-making day once again inside the numbers. We had the numbers lock, stock, and barrel. We had a trader in the live room today, bank, over 15 grand. How you doing? Better yet, how's he doing? Where are we on the daily chart? Well, let's look at a couple of places, a couple of things. They did not, as of today's close, hold this breakup candle low, 436.23. But we had a newfound price level today, and it happened to be 435.03. It was the low from yesterday, Why was that ultra slash uber important? I'm gonna show you right out of the gate and then later on when you see inside the numbers, you're gonna see how we were on the topic of this number and the reasons why it was explained in the live room at least a dozen times. Let's narrow the chart just a little bit and we go down to the 240 chart. Why is that important? Not because they're resting on the 20 period home base, the 240, 20 period moving average. But what's more important is we had this tail and this tail was from yesterday and it was the candle that fought back to close above that breakup candle low. So that was a positive for the bull case based on that tail. Now from market reversals and such we prefer tails at highs and lows on chart. Doesn't mean they don't have meaning in the middle of charts So we're using it today as a benchmark, as a guideline. Closing below that was the bear case. Closing above it, candle after candle after candle was the bull case. Let's demark that number on the chart and look at it from another perspective. There were intraday trades around that number. Enough said. Hence the 15 grand in the live room, one trader. And certainly not the only one that made money, by the way. Now we look at the market after the closing bell and we say, all right, well, they closed below it on the day. And you can see here, look what happened in the afternoon. Into the end of the day, they know about that number. They tried to fight away from it. And just into the closing bell, they ran down to close below it. Even trying to fight back up after the closing bell in the aftermarket activity. The light green here is the after four o'clock activity. Futures close at 4.15. Is that important? Not important. It's in the eye of the beholder. You see the tape. The 4.15 close is happening right now. And look what happened. They closed right on top of it, 4.15. We're at 4.15 right now. This is the candle from 4.15 to 4.15.20. That's PM Eastern Standard Time. Funny how that works. Futures close, not at 4 o'clock, but 4.15, that's the rub. Now look a little closer. There's no accidents or coincidences. This is the candle ending 4.15. Closing price, 4.35.04. This number, 4.35.03. How you doing? Maybe it was an end of the day fake out. Maybe it was a telltale sign of lower prices to come. Let's talk about those lower prices and what the likelihood and where may they go. Well, here's the story. If they stay below this price, we'll just call it 435 for argument's sake, the next major place is going to be around 432. That doesn't have to be the end of the decline, but that's the next major place. Could certainly see that this week. Keep in mind, look at the big picture. They get a little bit far from home base, We talked about that. Markets don't like to do that. They tend to come back toward home base or go sideways for a while and let home base creep up to price. Talked about that five to seven times over the last week or so. Here they are pulling back above all the moving averages. Keep in mind, the trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window, but still coming back toward home base. Home base at the same time is creeping up toward price. Look at this area here. This is important also. This is where the market went back and forth for a few days. Back and forth, created what's called a bull flag pattern, eight time off the clock, consolidation pattern. You could call it anything you want. I'm going to call it a zone of a former breakout area. We'll just call this the zone for argument's sake. It's a rough draft of the zone, And it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for the market to come down and test that zone, test the 20-period moving average, come up short of it, spike it through. But that should be, depending on when they get there, sooner than later, garden variety of chart support. You might want to put that on a sticky note. What about the bull case? Let's say you wake up to a gap higher on Thursday morning. Where are they going? Well, they're recapturing 435.03, they're rallying, and we can go down to a shorter time frame. They're rallying back toward today's highs in the vicinity of 436. They have some unfinished business up here at a gap that was not filled in the afternoon. No accidents or coincidences. That's a hint. The market was weak enough not to be able to reach the gap. The afternoon high was 436.99. You see a gap here at 437. 24 on the 15-minute chart. There's no accidents or coincidences. They could have reached, but the bears prevented them from reaching. The bulls were too weak. You could look at it any way you want. They could have, but didn't close that gap. It is now considered unfinished business. For those of you in the live room, this is a great example of why it's a morning business. You see this over here and the decline in the afternoon, no time left on the clock. You think they're going to go fill the gap. They get above the opening range high. And those of you in the live room know what I'm talking about. We talked about it long before it happened. Once they get above the opening range high, the bulls take over. They should rally up to the gap and they fake you out and they clean it into the end of the day. What do I mean by clean it? They issue some pies in the face. They clean out the pockets of the bulls, with no time left on the clock, when you're in a trade, you begin to make bad decisions because you think the worst, you see the situation unfolding, now all of a sudden you either have to take a loss, which many of us don't know how to do, we're not emotionally stable enough to think in terms of first loss, best loss, we end up trading on emotion and hope rather than technicals and reality. Now we're holding a losing position. Now we're holding it overnight. Now we hope they gap up on the morning. Now when they're lower in the morning, we have more of a loss. And we turned the situation where we should have been doing nothing but keeping our hands in our pocket or the screens off, the program shut, walked away from the screens in the afternoon, which is what we should have done after a successful morning. But we did stupid stuff. And I'm not speaking to any one individual, but I know you're out there which is why I leave the live room each and every day saying what don't do stupid stuff in the afternoon. And this would be a good reason we keep our profit in the pocket. And here's what I tell traders every day in the live room. It's a store. Stores are open all day long. That doesn't mean you have to shop there all day long. You come, you get what you need and you get out, you go on to your next stop or you go back home. The market is very similar. It's a morning business. I'm in the live room for about 2 hours give or take. 9:30 to 11:30 give or take. Come back a little later, give a look see into the afternoon and that's the ball game because it's a morning business. I discourage traders from trading it all day long, day after day after day. It's a recipe for an unhealthy financially, mentally and emotionally situation. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. In the interest of time, what I'll do is let you see everything inside the numbers. I'm going to highlight a couple of things, and then we'll move on since I spent a lot of time being an emotional support dog. I'm like a service dog. Read the notes, pause the video, go back to the charts to do the work. Beginning with a zone, this is what we're saying. Flip side is the bear case. Beginning with a zone around 435.90 to 434.50. We think better in pictures, 435.90, 435.03, which you'll see come up later as it gets closer to the open and after the opening bell, and 434.50, which was also on the board at zero dark 30. Traders in the live room heard me say about 5, 10 times, looking for a morning low, 434.50 would be a good candidate that was in fact the morning low. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Now here's something else that I'll show you. I started with this early. I kinda had a beat on what was going on today real early so I get itchy, I have to put something on the board. Big picture off a 240 minute chart, we looked at that already and here it is. This is what I posted on the board that early. Which trade setup are we looking for? Each choice produces at least one trade if not more identifying the thing Mrs. Market is doing is job number one. So here's the chart, here it is before today's activity, this is pre-market, you see that tail candle, I know it's hard to see it small on the video, but you see the same tail candle that we talked about before, retrace of a tail, which is a retracement and they go up, fill a gap, which is if they went higher, which they didn't do today, so it eliminates one out of the three, and the spike, the low, and rip it back up in the other direction. And check this out. If, in fact, 435.03 was that low, and of course it was, then what this constitutes is what? A spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction as laid out early in the morning, long before the opening bell. I'm giving you the schematic. Moving along, 845, big picture concept. We've got Jerry's testimony for a couple of days. That's Fed Chair Jerome Powell. He's being grilled by Congress today, tomorrow. The bulls got really bullish of late. Is it time for Trick and company, again, before the opening bell, 845? Is it time for and company to help take some air out of the balloon and get at least in the neighborhood of home base? Where's home base? The 20-period moving average we keep talking about. They're not there today. They may not be there tomorrow, but they may be there in the days of head. Similar to days of thunder, but days of head. You see, not saying all at once, but character shifts in the market begin from smaller time frames and they morph into larger ones. For now, it's awareness. Markets go both ways to get where they're going to keep traders in business. Moving along, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. You saw the trades, you saw the numbers, you saw where they were in a range for the most part all day long. They bounced around in that range. Everything is here, everything traders need to find success in these markets from an intraday swing trading perspective, day trading perspective, any perspective you want Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. You can see, even midway through the day, we're still talking about 435.03. If you read the notes, you'll see that in here multiple times. How about stocks on the move? We had three on the board, but they produced what's called in the trading parlots as bubkis. We're in that donut hole before earnings season begins again. The second quarter earnings will begin to be released in the beginning slash mid part of July. We're in the third week of June. So we got a couple of weeks left before they start them up again. So they trickle out. They're not always earnings. They're news related events, whatever it is. There's something on the board. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. But this is kind of the quiet period before the earnings storm comes back around again. But wait, there's more. What about Abvi? This one wasn't on the board. No, it wasn't but an alarm went off during the morning session early in the morning when it came into 13526 alarm for what alarm for a swing trade we talked about it in the live room the traders in the room saw the alarm on my chart come up i told them exactly what the story was this is an area they can bounce from and by the way i'm putting it out as a swing trade put it out for lazy swing trader folks can buy it two ways either buy the stock or buy the option, the option's up over 20% by end of day, and obviously the stock is up as well. I don't make it a habit out of giving the swing trades to the live room, some of which are not swing trade members, but today I did it, we'll call it a gift. Nice start to the trade. Can't buy it here, can't buy the option here, it's too late, don't email me, can I buy it here? You either got the alert when it came out, first thing in the morning, or you didn't. How do you get the alert? You're part of the Lazy Swing Trader program. As an example, here's a list of the open trades, current open trades for the lazy swing trader. I'm not gonna show you everything, but you can see 4%, 7.5%, a little over three. One's negative by 1%. Then you got 24, 23, 21. And a lot of these we've already booked the profit base hit. The rest is what we call risk-free emotionless trades. Anybody that thought we weren't participating with the market, it was gravely mistaken. I don't promote the lazy swing trader that much. And the reason is because I get the craziest emails. If we buy a position today and it's down 50 cents, same day we bought it, I get emails, is it wrong, should we sell it, should we cut and run, all that stuff. It's really nuts. These take some time. They're swing trades. They're meant to be held overnight, a few days, a few weeks, when they're risk-free, emotionless trades, we can hold them as long as we want. Now, what's going on over in Camp IWM? You see what's going on here? We talked about it yesterday. They're eating time off the clock. Or are they? Did they stall out at the resistance? And this was obviously one of the swing trades you just looked at. You knew about that one already. So if this is resistance and they're going to have a bona fide pullback, they're going to do it to where? Well, they're going to do it into these moving averages right here. To come back and do what? Run a test of home base. If the market goes back up and today was a low, then they're right back here eating time off the clock or beginning the next leg higher if there's going to be one. We're in a scenario right now where it's all the same market. Any larger move is going to take the Qs, the IWM, the S&P, all the same direction, not to the same magnitude, not every day like that. But in large part, it's a directional situation. If markets are going to pull back, they're all going to pull back. If they're going to rally, they're all going to rally. Keep in mind, the trend is your friend until it's not. Above all the moving averages, the trend is still up. Pullbacks are normal garden variety chart behavior. IWM was down two-tenths of a percent today. Is that any kind of a big deal? Absolutely not. Is it a bigger deal that they closed below the breakup candle low we talked about last night? Not as big of a deal as in the spiders. It's a different kind of look on the chart, but nonetheless, it's certainly not bullish. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they were flat today. So what we'll do is we'll call this into resistance, break up candle low as long as that holds and they ran a test of the general area today. That's bullish, if they give it up, it opens the door down into the moving averages, or at least the last breakout area around 14,500, give or take, which is close to the moving averages, at least the first one. Looking at this chart, we don't know whether this little pullback will result in another catapult higher, or they'll come back down. We take it one day at a time, one candle at a time, we're focused on this in order to tell us what they're doing they stay above this on close, even intraday candle closes, then that's bullish. If they get below, that turns the tape bearish on the transports, period. What about the queue people? Well, they're pulling back from their prescribed resistance area. We talked about the resistance area in the queues in these videos. We talked about it in the live room. We had traders that took a swing trade short in the queues from the live room up around 371 and change, 372 and change in that neck of the woods. It came from the test of this pivot high over here, 371, 83. We talked about it a hundred times. Keep coming down. Where's your next general area of support? You have this area that they broke out from, right? Market ran up to here, pulled back a little bit. That's bonafide enough to be a breakout area. Come back to test the last breakout area in the sequence. But keep in mind, it's close to that 20 period moving average. So I would favor the moving average around 354. This will move up a little bit tomorrow. If they run a test of that moving average, they spike it, come up short. All that stuff, that's garden variety, market slash chart behavior. The Q people. What about the financials? XLF, down 8 cents. Can't make a federal case out of that. They're actually still holding The breakup candle low, 3307. They tested it yesterday. They tested it again today, but they chose and it's a choice. No accidents or coincidences chose to close back above. Is that a bullish sign? It's a bullish sign for now for the XLF, but we cannot and won't translate that to other markets. No cause and effect. Because the XLF did this, that means the Qs or the Spiders or the Dow or any other index is going to do that. We don't do that. Each chart is independent from one another. Smash Mouth coming down, made a new high, right? They broke out. They didn't get very far. They're coming back in. You got the same home base 20 period moving average. All this, here's a move up. And then they eight time off the clock. Eight time off the clock. Eight time off the clock broke out coming back to where they ate time off the clock and the 20 period moving average or home base. Doesn't that make logical sense that that would be garden variety of chart support, at least from an intraday perspective? And the short answer is yes. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you? These videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.